Yeah, I thought about that too. I was hoping you didn't pick up on it. <laughs> Any other failures you want to throw at me, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Like that, Daddy. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So, you guys are looking for a sunken ship, and instead you found a not sunken ship looking for a sunken ship. Well, <laughs> we're awful geez. at this. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down, Axel. So, before we move in to check out the Brine Banshee, I want to check in with everybody. Something that we haven't done since just before Joe lost his last character. So, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're due for a change. <laughs> Want a book, baby? Yeah. So who wants to go first? How about Joe? Because we're never going to see Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl. Uh, how, how's it going? Uh, super alive. Totally not killed off. Again. Nice, nice. A third time. And... Uh, Mostly, I'm just really satisfied with my spells these days, mm-hmm. and you're going to start seeing me really spell all over the enemies. Okay. Mostly, I do a lot of booking, you know, like here's a book, there's a book, books in your face, books in your back, but I'm thinking it's going to be like a spell party now that I'm level eight. So you accomplish your mission of finding the Mass Brotherhood. That's right. Uh, I did. Probably wasn't how you imagined it happening. No, uh, getting kidnapped, slapped around a bit, interrogated, and you had your identity <laughs> stolen. But it still ended with some beneficial, if vague, outcomes. So yep. what's Cheryl's current disposition toward the Masked Brotherhood? Yeah, you know, he's an inquisitor, so he's, uh, he's always trying to find the truth. And uh, it seems like he was... I feel like the Masked Brotherhood is never the truth, mm-hmm. just like an outcome. So I think he's still... Um, he's still out there, still interested in the Mass Brotherhood and like where his story progresses with them. But they did do him a solid, even though it seems like kidnapping him and all that wasn't a solid. Mm-hmm. They totally hooked him up afterwards, and uh, so I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay. Do we know what he got? Nope, hooked up with. Uh, so it sounds like Cheryl's not going to be actively pursuing the Brotherhood anymore, but at the same time. If they show up, he might do something. I think uh, some of his like augury is going to be focused towards brotherhood. Like, if I don't have anything specific to like use it on, mm-hmm. since I have that daily bonus, I think I can uh, start communing with Phrasma uh, a little bit more regarding the Mass Brotherhood, and maybe maybe I'll get some intel that way. Now, does Cheryl know that in game? Does Cheryl know? That Devoth basically struck a deal with Pierce. I don't think so. Yeah, he doesn't. Do, uh, did Devoth tell Cheryl about the deal? I don't think uh, Pierce told Cheryl about the deal. Oh yeah, he just told him about his side of the deal, like what mattered to him. Yep. Yeah. So huh. it'll be interesting to see how Cheryl reacts if that news ever came to light. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? The surprise twist in Joe's character death this book is that it doesn't <laughs> come from Axel, it comes from Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon will go. I don't have much to say. Oh. Uh, you mean Tuck Tuck? No, Lemon. Oh, yeah. He's just got nothing to say. Lemon. He's got nothing to <laughs> He's say. He's just got nothing to say. Tuck Tuck will go after Lemon. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Tuck Tuck. Uh, he's, uh, he's looking forward to doing something... Uh, 
I mean, metagame wise, with his sailor check on the boat. Mm-hmm. Look for looking forward to proving himself. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely built him to be a good good sailor boy. Oh. Okay. Now Tuck Tucks has had a couple of his own agendas before joining the Mascador crew about a month ago. Uh, do you feel like joining the Voss crew has helped with that? Uh, no, but Tuck Tuck is also easily swept up in the adventure. Okay. He feels like uh, things will push him in the direction he needs to go. He's very trusting that fate will lead him where he needs to be. So Very go with the mind. flow. Yeah, although I'm sure if if slavers come up, he's going to push that we uh, go take care of that. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Devoth, how about you go? All right. Well, um, I think Devoth is probably feeling pretty good right about now. He's uh, He just broke up that... Uh, well, in theory, broke up that spiring from Chaliax, which he has no love for that country whatsoever. He's been sailing around as a free captain. He's got his own ship. Life's kind of good for Devoth right now. There's, uh, yeah, I think the responsibility of being a captain is probably weighing on him a little more than he thought it would. But in general, this is, he has risen faster and farther than he thought he ever would. Mm-hmm. So, Devoth has, I suppose you can say, personally met with, like, two of the biggest players in the Shackles, uh, and as such, is responsible for the actions of his crew. So, how does Devoth feel about the tumultuous politics within the Shackles, the fact that he's kind of diving headfirst into them? I don't think he's really thought that far ahead. Uh, Devoth is, he's never been one to think things through he just <laughs> he he sees something that may or may not need to get done and he does it <laughs> fair enough so like basically all he needed to hear from tessa was che- uh, chelish spy and he's like oh fuck that bitch let's get her mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i now, feel like devoth just as quickly would come after her if she was doing something against his moral code yeah like if, if i find out she was leading like a giant slave ring then she would then be on my shit list too so, speaking of thinking things through, the last time you were gone from Tidewater Rock for this long, when you came back to it, it was close to you, and you lost your first mate. Uh, so, is Devoth worried about the state of the rock at this point? I think it's something in the back of his head, but it's not something he dwells on, mainly because right now, I think, other than Barnabas Harrigan, he doesn't really have any like sworn enemies in the shackles. All right. Wants to not go last. Alright, I'll go. Hood's a little torn. I mean, he definitely came on the boat more following Tuk Tuk. But he's having a, a little difficulty seeing exactly what Tuk Tuk sees and being on this boat. Not so much from Devoth, but like the rest of the crew, like a lot of the NPCs. Like, just the way they react to stuff. Like, seems very odd to him. They lose their shit all the time. <laughs> I think they've lost uh, their shit one time. No, they've lost their shit, like, every time Devoth isn't on the boat. Cheryl's pretty cool. Like, I'm still very, Hood's still very into that book. Just, like, he, he can't fathom how you can <laughs> fight with that book. It's so weird. Yeah, I can't figure it out either. But, like, it's a good fascination. Like, other than that, he's just kind of waiting to see where this goes a little bit. Okay. Hood's never been the one to feel like... He had stuff together. It was like 
you know, composed very well mm-hmm. until he came to the Maskador. Now he's starting to feel a little bit more confident. Okay. So how much sleep are you losing each night knowing you left your Shermanist at the Jasper Leaf Apothecary? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> really not. Okay. Because in Hood's mind, he figures that he was released. Like, the guy never wanted to come with us anyways. He just wanted to be let go. Mm-hmm. And with her being exposed as a cello spy, I'm sure they're not operating anymore. Okay. All right, Scram. Scram uh, is kind of going through a couple of crises, which I think he's just uh, dealing with by uh, constantly working on stuff that people are like wanting. So, for example, Andrew's uh, or um, Tuck Tuck's dexterity belt. Wisdom headband? Or... Oh, wisdom headband. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> Scram, what have you been working on? Whoops. <laughs> uh, his wisdom uh, headband. Um, it's taken him a bit of time uh, between that, a couple of scrolls here and there. His mom is always on the back of his mind, um, along with Chase. But I-, I think he's managing in either healthy or unhealthy ways. Okay. So what is currently Scram's long-term plan when it comes to his family? Uh, You pretty easily decided to just leave Chase in Hell Harbor. He didn't really seem to have any hang-ups about doing that. But what about Scram's mom? When you used that scrying spell, you saw her kind of casually talking with the Baybow demon. There might have been a little animosity there, but they seem like they're on the same side. Right. So what does Scram make of that? With Chase, personally, it was more along the lines of, I don't think Scram really has grown up out of, like, kind of uh, these childish, petty, like, uh, feelings. Like, Chase abandoned him, so he's kind of more than fine of just, like, leaving him there you know mm-hmm. uh but with his mom it's he's torn right now i think scram is more of thinking that it's uh this demon has some sort of spell or some sort of hold on uh, uh on his mom if not like I think that her actions maybe not be her own yeah i feel like she's kind of almost being forced into it but i think that scram just kind of thinking optimistically there's another possibility. Oh, Scram's mom is just a hoe. Oh. <laughs> no good girls. Don't talk demons. about my mom. Is she a hoe. Someone had to say it. Okay, cool. So with that, let us press play, and the maskador continues to close in on the Brian Banshee. Uh, and as you've grown closer to it, you're maybe like a few hundred feet away. Uh, this shimmering purple hemisphere you see like suddenly pop up over the helm of the ship of our ship no sorry of the brine banshee uh, i didn't know we wait. could see it already. yeah we can see the brine banshee he said it three oh, times yeah. it's canon sorry no the, the dryad's, dryad's grave. grave you can't see the brine banshee you can see the dr- the dryad's grave maybe if you had somebody dragging through the water <laughs> you might be able to see it at this point that's but. what i'm saying uh, yeah, no, so you're approaching the Dryad's Grave, and a few hundred feet away from it, uh, this shimmering purple hemisphere appears over the helm. So what do you guys do? I turn to Scram and just tell him, like, Scram, what the hell is that, that bubble? Uh, spellcraft check. Spellcraft check. 
Come on, wizard. Earn your keep. Uh, 16. I turned to Cheryl. What the hell is that bubble thing? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, take a good long look at it, and I spellcraft. 28. <laughs> Tuck Tuck and Cheryl recognize this. They, re- uh, they recognize this effect as a tiny hut spell. Despite the name, the effect is really just a big old color bubble. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of got like climate control on the inside. And it's meant to be like a camping spell. Um, But from the inside, you can see perfectly through the barriers, but not from the outside. But otherwise, it is not a physical barrier at all. It it will stop, like, adverse weather effects, I believe. Like, if it's raining, it won't be raining inside the tiny hut. But, like, if it... All right, boys. But we could shoot a fireball through it. If it rain in arrows, (laughs) then (laughs) that spell's not going to help. You hurt the manhood. Get on it. I mean, if I just got commanded to start shooting arrows at this thing, I will. <laughs> no. <laughs> you should also probably prep the sieges as well. Yeah, I would think you were doing that as we approached the other ship. <laughs> oh, you tapped me you on the shoulder going, tough. hey, what's that? That's what I was distracted by. There you go. I have my reasons. You've, you've still been approaching the ship for the better part no, of an I hour. I have my reasons. Okay. He will find any excuse to be shitty at his job. <laughs> You can't stop me. I like that he's the one that pointed out you should I should be doing my job to you, the captain. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Besides some last minute siege prep. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my mask on and I'm gonna climb about halfway up the center mast. Alright, you guys know the um like the mega churches with those dudes who can like heal people by like shoving them into like chairs and stuff. Go on. Or like, you know, they're like, "Come on up and I'll heal you." You know, like the, shove them. You know into those chairs. guys. <laughs> well, I don't know what chair. they do. I never. I've seen YouTube and they're always getting thrown around and like karate chopped and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna channel my inner those guys and uh, ask Devoth if he needs any uh, auguries done, like. Devoth, my good captain, I can communicate with Phoresma. Lord, guide our hand, and may we ask her a question. It, wait, do I need to demote you again? Because I don't remember you talking like this. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to spice it up. Do you want to know anything? Maybe about an attack angle or a strategy? Because I can talk to Phoresma, and she may tell me. Some unseen organ starts playing. <laughs> the depths of the maskador. Oh my god! If there's a spell or something called like ghost organ, I need that ghost sound. Well, I mean, I think the ghost, the ghost sound spell could produce organ music if you wanted it to. I'm pretty sure it could. That's fucking tight. All right, I'm writing that down. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, ask her if uh, making these guys go away would be a good idea. Lord Phrasma in the sky. I walk I away when he starts talking like this again. <laughs> <laughs> and I ask her if. Uh, the question he just asked. Uh, finish it in the voice, please. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, please. Don't let him, don't let the Voth walking away stop you. Yeah, Phrasma can't hear you all the way in the back. <laughs> oh. Reach it. Reach your barrel. Barrels are gonna barrel, alright? <laughs> Lord Phrasma, I ask you, I ask you, please, can we know whether making them go away would be a good idea or a bad idea? Praise Phrasma. <laughs> Praise Phrasma. Phrasma. Phrasma says, mm, little column A, little column B. 
I have the answer for asthma has told me. A little of column A <laughs> and a little of column B. Praise for asthma. <laughs> Praise for asthma. And now I get that sick buff, right? Until the end of my next combat. Uh, yeah, whatever uh, the wheel and woe uh, result yes. is. You're like a southern preacher. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying my best. So next character idea for Joe? Something preacher, <laughs> the cleric, just an evangelist cleric. Yeah, <laughs> that's an actual archetype too. Oh my god! I'll heal them with lemonade or sweet tea or whatever they have down there. Sweet tea, yeah. <laughs> sweet tea and Chick Fil A. <laughs> Jeez. So what do you guys do? We've been approaching the ship for like fucking forty-five minutes now. I have a couple of uh, setups that I that I want to get down. Okay, go ahead. One mage armor. Yep. <laughs> two. <laughs> uh, two. Uh, I actually would like to have metal nearby, uh, specifically iron, uh, wood, and uh, within like a couple pounds, so that way I can actually use my uh, new spell, trade weapons or whatever. Oh, like something he could exchange for something someone else is holding. Right. Okay. So I like to have that uh, prepped. Um, I'm gonna pull out the uh, the far glass and take a look through it. Cause how how close are we to these guys now? I'd say you're still a few hundred feet away. Oh, all right. Funny. I'd like I'd like to think that you guys didn't just drift 200 feet without actually doing anything. Right. Uh, okay. But I want to yeah pull out the far glass and I want to use the uh, clear audience clairvoyance for inside that tiny hut. Uh, can you do that? Do you need line of sight? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it works flawlessly. Matt's plans always work. You don't need line of sight or line of effect, but the locale must be known. A place familiar to you or an obvious one. Fair enough. And I want to use it to... I'm going to use it to see what's going on instead of hearing, because I have to choose hearing or seeing. Okay. You see a frail-looking human male dressed in garb of a captain and he's just kind of watching as you uh as you approach he seems to be he see he seems to be looking at the at the guy with the far glass thinking to himself huh he can't see in <laughs> and that's that's the only thing i can see in there just kind of like rotating it around looking around that's 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 it just him on deck yeah pretty much uh he he seems pretty comfortable in the field like he he kind of fancies himself untouchable right now and it's not entirely inaccurate like he's not targetable by most spells right now unless somebody's using a magic far glass to see him uh he's got full concealment against range attacks but meanwhile he has his ship has full mobility around him and he uh and he can see everything uh he doesn't look like he's exactly ready to attack yet but he uh he he seems pretty confident right now the situation, and to remind everybody, the Dryad's Grave has uh, four longboats that it has deployed, spread out around it, with people who look like they've got like diving equipment with them. Those people are kind of just watching the ship approach, watch, watching the Mascador approach, not really sure what to do. Would I know? Is there some kind of like? protocol within the shackles about how like you know first person to find the shipwreck claims it or something or is it just like 
if I come, like, in a situation like this, if I come across and just tell them to get the fuck out, it's a matter of, well, I can't beat them, so I guess I either die or leave. First things first, who's a free captain? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, as a free captain, he might as well be a merchant ship with a bunch of cargo. Okay. If he were a free captain, it's more or less a finder's keepers type situation, but that's more reserved for when the person actually has the treasure. So, like, if, they, if they're if they on site but haven't gotten the treasure yet, then a, a scuffle to see who, who gets it first wouldn't be you know, illegal. All right. So yeah, we are just going, I just tell Tuck Tuck, cause I assume he's still steering the ship. Mm. Um, I just tell him to just pull us up next to, yeah, just pull us up next to the Dryad's grave. All right. I do that with a squawk. <laughs> I was waiting for the actual squawk. <laughs> so you all pull up to the Dryad's grave. Everybody besides Devoth, for the first time, sees a scrawny-looking human male uh, stepping out from within this purple hemisphere. Not very far. He's about a five-foot step away from being inside. He he looks over the maskador with an appraising look, and he says, Can I help you? Yes, you could uh, leave. He. <laughs> and you are? Uh, oh, this is fun. All right. I'm Captain Devoth Songcleaver, and this is the Maskador. I'm a free captain of the Shackles, and I suggest you raise your sails and leave. He says, oh, the Maskador, Captain Devoth, I've heard of you. Love your song. I downloaded <laughs> it on <laughs> iTunes. Oh, God. Ouch. Oh, my God. Stop oh, it. I'll take that hero point. Thank you. No. Uh, Delete it. <laughs> <laughs> He says, uh, what business do you have in these waters, Captain Devoth? I imagine the same that you and I look around and your crew are attempting. But uh, I'm telling you now, this prize belongs to the Mascador, so shoo. Roll intimidate. Oh. Assist. Shouty assist. Oh, so that's a 34 with the two assists. Uh, real quick, I always think it's hysterical when an intimidate like helper fails. Because it's like the main dude's intimidating, and then the other guy's like, yeah. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> yeah, you tell like, him, well, boss. <laughs> that didn't really help at all. I like to imagine that instead of, like, doing or saying anything, they're just kind of, like, idly picking their nose behind Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm making him look dumb. So, uh, he he looks like he had a retort ready for what he was expecting you to say, which is what you said. Uh, <laughs> but then he kind of, like... He kind of like deflates for a second, but then he like reinflates and he's like, look, like I said, I've heard of you and I know that you haven't been a free captain for very long. And that's because you uh, you got yourself a pretty little spot down the fever sea and found some treasure down there. For me personally, I'm in the same boat as you were back then. And this below us, this is my ticket. So, well, then it's. A little too bad for you that we came along, isn't it? Your ticket's leaving. He says, have it your way, Captain Devoth. And he uh, steps back into his uh, tiny hut. That dude wasn't intimidated at all. I feel like intimidation can also include, like, rash decisions. So, like, I don't know, about to start, like, a war. A two-ship war. It's like an armada. (laughs) I'm just saying, that dude was calm. 
cool, calculated, on point. Like, none of the features that I expect with somebody who's intimidated. Well, and that's not quite the way intimidate works. Well, I'm right. That's what's the problem here, Matt. <laughs> he really is. Like, basically, intimidate is like I'm browbeating him into becoming one step <clears throat> friendlier on, like, the diplomacy scale. Yeah, you could you could look at it as instead of trying to scare him, Devoth is flexing his muscles saying, mine's bigger than yours. If you try anything, you're going to lose. And this guy taking the hint. Um, all right. All right. All right. Unfortunately, he didn't because the figurehead, which is shaped like a a bronze horned humanoid, springs to life. It stands up and it picks up a ballista and it shoots it like a crossbow at oh, the mascador. <laughs> what? Oh, this bitch is going to get it. Wait, what's on the front of our ship? You don't have anything, but in place of a figurehead, you have the giant horns uh, on the side of the ship that make it look like a bull's head. Right, okay. And that's a 25 to hit the ship, which hits the ship. Yes. Especially since you guys are parked. Uh, the ballista is attached to a heavy metal chain... And it looks like you are now tethered. Everyone roll initiative. Damn, okay. Well, that's what we want. Now they can't get away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel. They're stuck in here with us. (laughs) Yeah, that was some edgy shit you just said, Andrew. Yeah, I verbatim quoted everybody's favorite edgelord. (laughs) (laughs) Scram. Twelve. Devoth. Six. Tuck, tuck. Six. What? Who's got the higher initiative modifier? They're both four. All right, roll off. Roll it. That's roll a two. That's a 16 for Tuck Tuck. Ouch. Nice. Cheryl. 14. Uh, what's your initiative modifier, Cheryl? One. Hood. Almost doubled the next highest initiative. <laughs> Hood, you're up first. Uh, well, let's... I assume we're still... There's still quite a bit of distance between the two boats, right? Uh, I mean, you pulled up next to it, so I'd say there's probably only like 30 feet. Oh shit! So like I can see people on their deck. Well, you can yeah. see the bronze figure. How how yeah? How many pirates are on deck for them? There's about ten crewmen on deck that you can see, and some of them are currently like during the surprise round they uh, got in position by their siege engines. Uh, there are two catapults and one springle. Springle's like a old timey catapult, I guess. <laughs> So you currently can't see Morton, who is inside the tiny hut. But I see the bronze figurehead that's come to life in the ten crew members. Yes. And then I imagine people diving in, like, longboats on the water surface. They're, they're kind of, like, just pretending they're not there right now. Because there's not really Wait, much to think They're about. pretending or we're pretending? They're, they're, pre- right they're pretending that they're not there right now. Like, they're not currently diving. And they're like, if we try to climb up. If we, like, row to our ship and try to climb up, we're kind of sitting ducks. So they're just kind of, like, staying out of it for now. They're just waiting to see who wins and who their new boat is. <laughs> yep. Trying to figure out, do I want to try and take down as many of the generic crew members as quick as possible? Or do I want to just try and load onto this figurehead, which is probably the, like, big go-to question. Yes. Do you think he would be aware of me and for purposes of deadly aim? Now I'm thirty feet up the main mast in the middle of it with my spider climb sandals. 
So I'm not like in the nest where you would typically look, and I'm not like at the bottom of the nest where you would typically look. Make a stealth check. Also, can you oh, fire? Uh, gladly. Can you fire a bow while mid climb like that? Yeah, because the uh, shoes let me just like walk up. Like, oh, I forgot style. you got the slippers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Make a stealth check. Twenty-seven. No, I guess it. Uh, it's more focused yeah, it on did. the people on the main deck. So I'm going to study target. On the bronze creature? Yes, on the bronze creature. Okay. So study target. Uh, I'm going to activate my bracers. I have deadly aim. God, I wish I had rage. Yeah, well, wait for me to go. I wouldn't do that. And we're going to rapid shot. So I'm just going to unload on this thing. Uh, First attack is a 29. 29 hits. And I need to roll another damage on that. Because mm-hmm. uh multi shot. So twenty-five damage on the first attack. Uh attack number two is a thirty to hit. That hits. For twelve damage. Now hold on a second. Your damages, uh how much of those are sneak attack? Nothing yet. He hasn't rolled sneak attack yet. Okay. Spoilers don't roll sneak attack. Ah. It's a uh, are constructs immune to sneak attack? I think so. Pretty sure they are. Continue. It's basically, like everything that's immune to a crit. Oh, uh, so a thirty hits for twelve damage, and then the third attack is a twenty-two. That hits for fourteen damage. And then I would have rolled sneak attack, which I'm gonna roll it just for fun to see what I would have been at. Oh, would have been another fifteen on that. Hold on. Constructs are immune to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, necromancy, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save. Constructs are not subject to non-lethal damage, ability damage, ability drain, fatigue, exhaustion, or energy drain. They are not at risk from death from massive damage. It says nothing about precision damage. That's stupid. Alright, so <laughs> add 15 more onto that. Can I get a, a quick total on that? I feel like it was in the 70s. 66. Is that all? She's <laughs> 66. Didn't even kill it. Yeah, you just you just hear ping, 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 <laughs> bouncing off this bronze. <laughs> and remember, Manny has, uh, Manny, sorry. R.I.P. Remember, the hood has clustered shots, so of that 66 damage, you only applied DR once. And it currently looks like, it, it's not dead, but it currently looks like Daffy Duck during duck season. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, fools, who has to follow that performance? It is the Dryad's Grave's turn. So, the bronzed creature is going to pull the Mascador towards the Dryad's Grave. Thanks. You're welcome. The Springle is going to fire at Tuck Tuck. 22 to hit. Oh, that probably hits me. I'm trash. (laughs) (laughs) Let me check. Oh yeah, that hits me. Alright. Do your worst, DM. You take 16 damage. That's nothing. A springle is basically like... or It's like a shit ton of crossbows, like, pre-cocked, and then they all fire at once, and it, like, rains arrows down on, the, on like, the target. Alright, and the two catapults are going to fire at the hood. Excuse me, why would they do that? <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you gotta take down the best thing Mask Rest off right away, too. 25 to hit? Yeah! And then a 28 to hit. 
Hey. Wow, how come this ship has the good siege engineers? Oh, oh funny. Maybe we'll uh, because make sure the, we keep those guys alive. Because the Take DM's them. rolling above shit. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> well, cut it out. <laughs> You take 13 damage from one catapult and 11 damage from the other. So you brace yourself and get pounded by these two boulders, but they're not boulders. They're actually, uh, I guess the only description you're given of what is being fired out of the catapult is that it's living grapnel. It is, I just guess, just like a cluster of like metallic stone bits. (laughs) <laughs> it's not people and after they hit man after they sorry after they hit R. the R. hood P. after they hit the hood they actually come to life and they start crawling around on the main mast uh and these living grabnel are, are also connected uh via cables to the catapults that launched them and they grab onto the main mast and there, you hear like a large like like a like a winch is reeling them in and securing the mascador firmly to the dryad's grave. Hmm. Now we just have to kill them. Yep. Man, it's, what a shame. They started fucking with the ship. Now the now they. <laughs> I we tried. can't get away if we wanted to. Murdering them is our only option. <laughs> I gave them the option to walk away. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. What happens next? And to seal the Mascador's fate, from within the tiny hut, Morton casts solid fog. So even if you do sever the the things lashing you to the Dryad's grave, you'll be super slow sailing away. Where'd I try and sail away? (laughs) (laughs) He has you right where he wants you. (laughs) He does know I can see him, right? It is Cheryl's turn. You 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 can't can't see him. him. Oh, I thought he stepped out from the tiny hut. Yeah, well, he stepped back in, and then the surprise round happened with the with the construct. Uh, now, see, what happened is he put his left foot in, and then he put his left foot out. <laughs> so, are we, like, right up against the other ship now? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so, it is now Cheryl's turn. All right, Cheryl, Cheryl's going nuts on this dude. I am going to cast Burst of Speed. So, I do it. I Burst of Speed. Okay, what do you do? what do you do with that Speed Burst? I want to be more productive than dog zoomies. I would like to <laughs> run over and jump onto the enemy ship. Uh, I mean, the ship is like five feet away. You can just kind of hop over to it and then do what you got to do yes. from there. Yeah. I'm going to rule that hopping over the railing is equivalent to like standing up from prone. So it'll awesome. cost you 15 feet of movement and then you can proceed with your turn after that. Yep. So that's what I do. Okay. And what do you do after that? So you're currently adjacent to two random mook sailors uh the bronze sentinel is like 20 25 feet to your right on the aft of the ship and milksop morton is safely inside his tiny hut about 35 40 feet to your left all right i'm just gonna start gangbanging a guard then or you know whoever's like next to me all right i'm a big fan of just like fight whatever's in front of you especially in like battles you know wait so what what exactly does solid fog do do? have speed oh it just have speed oh okay oh that's true so of of anything within it uh so well i think it's only like a 20 yeah but i'm i'm bursted of speed yeah i think you're outside the effect anyway 
I just noticed Scram up on the aft of the Mascador, so Scram would be in it. Uh, all right, so uh, make an attack roll. Okay. And uh, I'm about to dunk this fool with a grimoire to the nose. Okay. And I always get confused because I have three grimoires here. I have grimoire, sacred weapon, and bane sacred weapon. I just want a sacred weapon, this guy, right? Do I have to announce that I'm sacred weaponing? Or can I just click it? Well, actually, you can't do that. Because I moved? Because you already used your swift action to give yourself a burst of speed. Yeah, which you then definitely used to move a normal move action. Yeah, so so you not only wasted your burst of speed, you now (laughs) do not have a swift action to activate your sacred weapon. Hmm. I feel like I was trying to go farther than I did. That's okay. I'll just grimoire him. Okay. Book him in the face. Because speed, the speed also gives me something else. It gives me, like, ignore attacks of opportunity. So I can get right up and close with these people. I don't think so. I in think fact, that's just grace. There's there's another swift action spell called grace. What? Uh, doesn't in, doesn't change your move speed, but until the end of your turn, your movement doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity. I could be wrong. Yeah, this, um, nope. until the end of your turn, it's... you get a plus 10-foot bonus to your move speed, and your movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity, and you can move through the space of creatures that are larger than you, but you cannot end your movement in such said space. Boom. All right, so here I am. I'm flanking these tools. I mean, Joe, if you wanted to maximize all the cool things you got, I think you can yeah. actually reach the bronze figurehead with the movement you had left. I don't think he can. Can I? Well, I, he might be able to, but he wouldn't be able to do anything else. That would take all of his movement yeah. and his standard yeah. action to move. So he could walk over to here, book this mook, and then be close enough to get to the guy next round. And you don't take the tax of opportunity from all those people. Right. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That seems good. I was hoping that the idea with the speed wasn't necessarily to go like far, but it was to like not get attacked and also be in the fray, ready to... Sort of. Also, you're like town. the tank, so like you're like in yeah. perfect position to take on the big guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's where I am now is perfect. It's just uh, slightly more towards big guy. Okay. Yeah. And I can still attack, right? Yeah. Go ahead and book that mook. All right. Sweet. Uh, nineteen. That'll hit. Yeah. Ten damage, bitch. Nice. Now this guy's just a grunt. Are you sure I didn't just sort of kill him? <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that ten damage was less than his total. Darn. I mean, even if this was like a level one fighter, that would be less than his total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, scram. I am going to fire where I thought the ship was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm doing flaming because I now have plus two enchantment bonus Ooh. and I could add flaming onto it. All right. So you're just shooting a plus one flaming ballista bolt at this thing? Yep. Nice. Uh, does a 20 four hit yeah i want to give the ship 50 percent concealment because tom's inside fog but that just seems stupid <laughs> even if he misses low or high he should still be hitting the ship right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could i could have cheryl be the other 50 percent <laughs> in that general vicinity now i don't think i shot this thing in a while what is um, the... we also we have a cannon do we have a cannon yes we do yeah we would be using the cannon for sure. Cannon 66. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, then I would go with the cannon. Okay. Are you attaching a spell to that? No, I don't have anything prepped for that. It's just the flaming. Okay. It's a flaming cannonball. <laughs> yeah. What more do you it's want? just. So it takes 27 29. damage plus two fire damage. Yeah. Yeah. 
that. Nice. Talk, talk. Okay. So I can see the other boat. Yeah. Yeah, the the fog kind of just like starts around here. So like right right here. So this is 20. And so yeah, one. I don't I don't like <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> so this guy, this guy, this guy. This guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy have to deal with me summoning a fucking volcano. <laughs> that fucking field nerds. Did not huh? see Did that Did they coming. wake up thinking, you know what? We're going to get a volcano summoned on our fucking boat? No, they didn't. But it's happening. All uh, right. Explain so, yourself. <laughs> all right. Uh, chunks of hot volcanic rock and clumps of ash pound down where the spell is cast. So all of those people take 3d6 bludgeoning and 2d6 fire. After that, uh, the, the creatures in the area treat it as uh, difficult terrain and take a minus four penalty on perception checks. Okay, so they took 15 damage total yes. from the volcano you just summoned to their ship. Yep, <laughs> on that taste. That's kind of ridiculous. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's Can't over 90 to. cumulative damage. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping they just all started falling over. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Have a volcano. <laughs> on me. <laughs> Volcanoes okay. for everybody. Look under your chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a volcano! <laughs> this boat must be starting to catch on fire. It's had flaming cannonballs, volcanoes, like... Yeah, uh, the sails are definitely on fire right now. Yeah, they ensnared the wrong prey here. (laughs) (laughs) They done goofed hard. (laughs) Devon. Okay. Tuck Tuck just uh, put a bunch of difficult terrain between you and Morton. Yes, he did. Uh, So, way to ruin everything, (laughs) not contribute at all to the combat. (laughs) So, Devoth is going to go ahead and initiate his inspired rage. Nice. Yes, give me some of that. (laughs) Am I close enough for that? Oh, yeah. I feel so angry. And he's going to pull out Zul. Ooh. And just hop across to the other ship. All right. And as a refresher, Zul is the... Um, that is, trident that deals dex damage. Yeah. The one that turns you into, like, barnacles or whatever. Yeah, it's a um, plus one human bane trident. Human bane, yeah, it yes. Turns you into coral. All right, Hood, you're up. I think I'm going to do a little rinse and repeat action with some Inspired Rage now. Let's go ahead and rapid shot that again. All right. Okay. First attack is 33 to hit. Oh, yeah, it hits. For 21 damage, and then I have to roll damage again for the multi-shot. So add <laughs> another 17 to that. So it's 38 on the first one. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Cool, then I would swing my next attack to the blue dot. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That'll hit. And that'll be 17 damage. Okay, he's dead. Yeah, hey, only because I softened him up, though. Let's pay some respect here. I'm going to shoot the one directly in front of Devoth now with a 23 <laughs> okay. to hit. That hits. For, tw- for another 17 damage. Yeah, he's dead, too. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, similar to Tuck Tuck, I'm just going to sit here and admire and get ready to rain more death. Unfortunately for you, there's no escape. (laughs) (laughs) You did this to yourself. You could be dealing with Manny right now. I'm sorry, who? (laughs) R.I.P. Behold. 
Devoth gets partially surrounded by mooks. <laughs> he casts Windy Escape. Well, fine then. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. Natural 1. Roll to confirm. Natural 3. <laughs> <laughs> What's he card, swinging card, with? Card, card. Uh, cutlass. So melee attack. Wait, what? He is confused for one round. Uh, <laughs> we'll see who's confused. Natural 1. <laughs> oh. Followed by a natural one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this one is called Attack the Darkness. All of his enemies have concealment from him for 1d4 rounds. Good. Natural two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, well, Devoth escaped the worst of it, but now it's Cheryl's turn for some hurt. <laughs> yeah. 18 and 20. I'd like a reflex save from the hood. Pow! 28. <laughs> Nailed it. Alright, so you see a a shimmering ball of light uh, begin to take effect around you. With a reflex save, you can move yourself outside of this ball of light. You have the uh, distinct impression that it is not beneficial to you. Okay. Now, when you say move, like... It won't cost you any actions or movement on your turn, but... You're just you are essentially shunted to just outside the spell's effect, but with a reflex save. So, do you want to go higher or lower? I would like to go lower down the mast. So you go lower, and you just escape this resilient sphere. Glow of shimmering force closes around where you just were. Looks like if you were still in that space, uh, you'd be closed off from the battle right now. It is now Cheryl's turn. Um, okay. Well, I got two dudes on me, so I'm just gonna stand and fight in a funny business. These guys are all human, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna... Swift action, sacred weapon, bane, human, grimoire. Let's roll. I'm gonna attack one, and then if he's still standing, I'll attack him again. Okay. If, uh, if he goes down, then I'll attack the other guy. Alright. Oh! <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly. It looks high numbers. I don't usually roll this high though, so I'm suspicious. <laughs> you just—I mean, you kind of just matched Manny. I met uh, R.I.P. The Hood. R.I.P. Matt, make sure you leave in all my R.I.P.s because I've said it every time someone says his name. <laughs> all right, Cheryl, why don't you describe what you've done? <laughs> yeah, so you know, like those comic books where they like they wind back their arm as if that makes it more powerful. It does. I do that, but with my book, and then I wham right into the first guy's face. It's like a pow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that guy goes down. And then in think. a super sick flourish, I do a spin move and hit the other guy in the face with the with the broad side of the book. He goes down. Oh, killing two people with one book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, the hood having a great view of this from up on the mast. Really, really just appreciate watching you murder people with that book. <laughs> and I also do it with, like, grace that you're like, wait, but he's large. How is he? How, how could it be? <laughs> okay, so, uh, Scram, you're up. Scram no longer being able to see what uh, what the battle's like, and he already fired off the shot. He kind of wants to uh, try to get out of this fog. So I think he's going to move. Very uh, slowly. Yeah, right around there. You can you can make it there and you're out of the fog. Okay. Um 
I'm going to use my standard mat action to actually take a double move. So, All right, Tuck Tuck, it's your turn. Well, if they're planning on killing those four things, I guess I'll start killing the other three things. Okay. Just bear in mind, you can't see them either. Yeah. I can't see... Why not? They're, they're inside the tiny, the tiny hut. hut. They're in that like that purple globe that appeared. Oh, those three dudes are? Yeah. Oh, man, I missed that. My bad. Okay, in that case... Uh, I'm gonna call down a giant ass bolt of lightning on this nerd. Okay. Just, you know, casual lightning. On a clear day. Does a 10 beat the reflex save? No. Oh. Uh, they take 14 electricity, dude. All. He's gone. Yeah. Alright, Devoth, you're up. Alright, I'm going to attack with Zul. And I'm going to power attack and reckless abandon. Actually, I'm not going to reckless abandon because I don't think I need it. So first is the one to my, well, to Devoth left, but on the right on the map. It's a 30 to hit. That hits. So he takes 27 damage. And then I turn to attack the other one, the one directly in front of me. That's a 27 to hit. That hits. For another 28 damage. Mmm. <laughs> I wonder how long they're going to hide in their hut. <laughs> Alright, that was a decent turn, I guess. Hood, you're up. Now, the boats are, like, basically touching each other side by side, right? Really yeah, and the Mascador can't escape. There's no escape. But, like, the sails and rigging up above would be, like, easy to traverse from one to the other because they're so close. Yeah, I guess. Acrobatics, just swing your way over. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Arrow Flynn that shit. Except I'm gonna do I'm gonna swing over once Devoth or Cheryl get next to the um, tiny hut. So I'm gonna ready my action to acrobatics over once one of them gets in this area. Okay. Cause I don't wanna be the front line going into there. Alrighty. Out of the tiny hut. Comes a tiny little bead of fire. Hmm. And it's going to explode right here. <laughs> so I need Devoth, Tuk Tuk, Scram, the Hood, and that poor, poor sailor. Just out of curiosity, wouldn't would the Hood be above the blast? Uh, it's a 20-foot radius. He said he was 30 feet up, but he moved down. Let me just look up the area of resilient sphere. Okay. Yeah. I suppose he would still be 25 feet up in the air. So... I guess you're not in the blast. So, reflex saves? Yes. That's a 24 for Devoth. I'm going to make all your saving throws from now on. (laughs) Everybody else? It was uh, 7. Tuck, tuck. 16 for tuck, tuck. Alrighty. So, Devoth, this damage is halved for you, and also the sailor next. (laughs) But Scram and tuck, tuck are going to take the full brunt of it. And my D6 is back on form. That's 31 fire damage. Oh, oh, oh. So, so Dewalt takes 15. God. If that hit me, it would have been 9 short of making me unconscious. Okay, so that was, uh, what's his name? Morton. Cheryl, you're up. All right. So, I'm on the other side of the ship. And um, I'm going to double move to get over where the action is. All right, so I, I come here and I sort of uh, just intimidate him with my girth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Uh, Scram. Uh, Scram's going to move that extra 30 feet. So one, two, three. And we'll toss Devoth right where. Yeah. Yep. I made sure of it. <laughs> Scram is moving there. So he is 35 feet away from Devoth right now. So that's within telekinetic charge range. And he's going to fling me over here, which is also still within telekinetic charge range. Yep. So, yeah, look at that trigonometry uh, right there. Unfortunately, that's going to provoke from that sailor, and also there's no escape. <laughs> Doesn't die. Uh, let me check. No. Go ahead, Devoth. <laughs> so, Scram just flings me into about here. Yep. Oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to power attack him. That's a 19 to hit. That misses. You Actually, fool. sorry. It's a 21 because I get a plus two from the, the ah, charge. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's Yay! right. Angry. <laughs> you hit. And he is a human, correct? Correct. Oh, <laughs> this is going to hurt. Oh, you shit. I forgot you're using Zool. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, he takes 28 damage as I just stab him with a trident. <laughs> Just come flying out of the air and slam down a trident into his shoulder. He's already taken 15 from the volcano. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> well, here we are. Okay. He's got to make a fortitude save now, right? Yeah. Seven. Yeah. No, that's going to fail. So he's taking, was it 1d6 dex damage, I think? No, it's 1d4. Uh, and the fortitude save is to negate a slow effect. Not the ability damage. So the ability damage just happens. Yes. And he is also slowed. Guess he's not going to get away. There's no escape. I've said this. <laughs> wow, what a turn of events. Tuck, tuck. Yeah. No escape. <laughs> yeah, might I remind you, there is no escape. Right. Now, are these nerds still in their hidey hole? Yeah. Yeah. You well, just saw Devoth get launched into the hidey hole. Jeez, I don't know what to do. I can't handle hidey holes. Just fuck up the guy you can see. Yeah, there's one sailor left outside the hidey hole. Oh, I'm going to smash that nerd. He's getting his own lightning bolt. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Hood, Cheryl moved kind of where you said he was, and I haven't oh, yeah. moved where you said, so if you wanted to do your ready to action. But I still can't see him, right? Is there, If you're still up in the rigging, yes, you cannot see him. No, I, I swung over. If, I, if I'm on this square, and I see You're him, on that square, then... Yeah, I guess. Now, sure. do I still have a standard action? That no, your standard, standard action was the switch. Uh, that's right, because you can't ready. You can only ready a standard action. Correct. Okay, I guess I'm right there. Uh, I'm calling down another bolt of lightning. Uh, so it's another DC 19 reflex. Yeah, he fails. All right, nine electric damage. Devoth, before you go, Morton is going to uh, drop to his knees and like quivering head to foot say please just i i'm i'm sorry i i should have just left when when you gave me the chance just, just don't kill me i'll 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 give you anything i'm just going to look down and i'm like and this is why you should have listened to me the first time and i stab him so the first is a 31 to hit yeah that hits for 19 piercing plus 7 bane so 26 morton is dead and then I just turn around and swing at the other sailor with a 15 to hit. That does not hit. Oh. Hood, it's your turn. I am going to shoot the one above Devoth. Okay. First is a 27 to hit. That hits. 21 damage. He's dead. 
Alright, so then I shoot the second guy with a 21. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, what do you, uh, what do you guys do now? Uh, I mean, I guess there's still, there's, there's the acting captain left over here. I was gonna say, isn't that guy still alive? Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's his turn. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna drop his weapon and just kinda lay down on the ground. (laughs) Take a nap. He's playing dead. He's, (laughs) he is, he is acutely aware of how much his life is in your hands. (laughs) So he's just like, do with me what you will. My body is ready. <laughs> I just kind of ignore him. and uh, Well, first I'm going to let Rage go away and walk over to the side here. And I'm going to tell Tuck Tuck to... Uh, hey, Tuck Tuck, can you do anything about this uh, these flames? Yes. And then I cough up blood because I have 15 HP. Do I see that? Probably. I'll go over and toss some heals. Ah... So it looks like he just healed 37. you for 37. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hot damn. That's Who? pretty good. Who the most I've that? ever healed in my life. I was say, it can't be Cheryl healing like that. Oh, must be man. 37 was, plus 15. It wasn't just one spell, though. It was two. Hey. So once I have, once I tell Tuck Tuck to start doing something about the flames, they just start shouting out, just ordering the, the rest of the crew of the Dryad's Grave to come back on the ship. What? No, make him keep diving and find this boat for us. Well, that's what I'm going to do, but I'm not... <laughs> you're going to bring him up to explain to them that you're their new captain to put him back down? I think they know that. <laughs> Quit flexing, Devon. We're going to break him. <laughs> they tentatively uh, begin rowing back to uh, the Dryad's grave. Five minutes later, everybody's up on deck. Okay. So I just say to the assembled crew, I'm sure you all saw that spectacle just now. Your captain was dumb enough to try to oppose me. Oh, that, that reminds me. Is there a first mate around here? He did. Any other officer still alive? Nah. Well, <laughs> all right. That makes my job easier then. All right. So you all have a choice. You can either keep doing what you were just doing and find me that ship, and then we will all sail back to port and you can be on your merry way, or you can go for a swim and see if you can get close to land. They give you a salute say thank you for your mercy captain and row back out and you hear a couple people saying what he could have just said that (laughs) (laughs) while they're out diving we loot the ship what do we find out here yeah what's on it Um, and what's on the the main guy the magic items i don't know why our magic detectors they're not detecting magic ever at the end of battles yeah Ah. (laughs) so the dryad's grave has an arrow sprinkle and nine <laughs> uses of ammunition. Can we take uh, the Springle? It has two masterwork light catapults with uh, 18 stones. And there are two points of plunder between the ship's arsenal and stores and various personal possessions. You're just taking people's stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, we won. Uh, and then... Yeah, but like going through their locker, you find like a nice framed picture. <laughs> like, this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Milksop Morton has on him uh, two potions of cure moderate wounds, a potion of invisibility, two scrolls of dispel magic, a scroll of fly, a masterwork club, a cloak of resistance plus one, a ring of protection plus one, spell component pouch, and a spell book. Does anybody want to know what's in the spell book? I think Uh, Scram does. Yeah. Anybody? Yes, please. I Alex, don't do this to me. All right. I'm right here. Throw it in the garbage. All right. So 
Here are so here are all the first level spells of Morton's <laughs> spellbook: Air Bubble, Alter Winds, Break, Grease, Mage Armor, Magic Missile, Memorize Page, Shield, <laughs> Summon Monster One. Here's all the second level spells in his spellbook: Acid Arrow, Darkness, Eldritch Conduit, Glitter Dust, Recoil Fire, Resist Energy, Scorching Ray. And summon monster two. Here are the third okay. level spells in the spellbook: bleed for your master, fireball, planar inquiry, slow, stinking cloud, suggestion, summon monster three, tiny hut, and wind wall. Probably wishes he had that prepared, right? Yeah, wind wall like literally negates all ranged attacks. Yeah, unless you, your mask gives you a plus four against wind effects. Yeah, oh. no, that doesn't do shit. Or unless the projectile is Devoth. here are the fourth level spells in his spellbook animate dead bestow curse confusion resilient sphere solid fog summon monster four touch of slime and trade item that's it what more do you want from me (laughs) all right so what are you guys gonna do you should take the uh masterwork catapult yeah i'll have our crew start swapping out our catapults for the two masterwork ones and uh yeah i'll i'll have most of this stuff go into like the uh just the ship supply you know fixes quartermastering stuff but i will have you know i'll i'll give the scroll of fly and one of the scrolls of dispel magic to scram to add to a spellbook but oh we have a ring of protection plus 1 and a cloak of resistance plus 1 who needs it i can always use them anyone else uh i could maybe use the ring I think I have a cloak. Yeah, I have a cloak of resistance already. Yeah, I think everyone but Scram took a cloak off of like the cultists in Hell Harbor. The hood take the ring, and Scram could take the cloak. It's taking you about a half hour to sort through all the plunder, the loot, decide what you're doing with it, swap out the catapults, and uh, one of the longboats comes rowing back over to the Dryad's grave and the Mascador, which, by the way, has still not escaped. And uh, <laughs> and he says. Uh, uh, excuse me, Captain Devoth. Yes, sailor, what is it? Uh, I think we found it about a quarter mile that way. Looks like it's about 60 feet below the surface. Yes? And you were giving us grief about not being able to see it hanging off the back of the ship. You would have had the whole fucking ocean to look through. <laughs> I knew it was a good plan, man. He Looks just like hated it's... it because it was so good. <laughs> yeah, I was just jealous. Of that amazing idea. <laughs> Looks like it's about sixty feet below the surface. Uh, I mean, we could we can get down there, but you know, nobody among us can like stay down there long enough to really search the thing. Oh, not to worry, lads. You're not the ones going down. Uh, so Devoth's going to order all the other all of the other boats to kind of come back to the ship and have the crew just kind of gather on deck and put them under guard from the Mascador's crew. I'm going to set them to untangling the two ships and making repairs while we, uh, I guess, head down to the Banshee's Whale. Whaling Banshee. All right, then. The Whaling Banshee. The Brine Banshee. Brine Banshee, like I said. All right, so, uh, yeah, after about 10 minutes of labor, uh, the two ships are ungrappled. (laughs) Escaped. Consider yourselves escaped (laughs) for now. (laughs) And before we dive down, or before we, well, 
I should ask this before I just say we're going down. Does anyone have air bubble or other water breathing and swimming spells prepared? Yes. No. No. I have my mask. So I can- <laughs> I'll say yeah, the hood has his mask. We have the helm of underwater action for someone to take. Probably scram because then he can do his spells and not have to worry about anything. That grants water breathing and a swim speed. Yes. Okay. Oh, it, it gives you an air bubble and a swim speed of thirty feet. Got it. Okay. Um, Devoth has his ion stone that gives him freedom of movement in the water, but he still needs to be able to breathe. All right. So, so Tuck Tuck, what do you have ready that we can use? I have two casts of air bubble. I have a wand of air bubble. Huh. Oh. Uh, I can turn into an actual fish. <laughs> uh, I thought I you were going to say an actual air bubble. <laughs> and I also have one cast of a touch of the sea, which gives somebody flippers and a 30, uh, 30 foot swim speed and a plus eight on swim checks. I'd like that. You know, Tuck Tuck can turn into a small air elemental, so he can literally turn into an air bubble. Oh, there you go. I can also turn into an air bubble, and I will do it, out of principle. All right, so in that case, if we're going to prepare to head down, I'm going to hit Scram with a Cure Moderate Wounds. Oh, yes, please. So you heal for 16. One more time. All right, I'll give you one more. For another 19. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so let's, uh, let's go through this. Uh... One at a time. Scram. What water breathing slash mobility uh, benefits do you have right now? The helmet. So water breathing, spell casting, and... uh, Well, an air bubble. You can still cast your spells because of that, and you have a 30-foot swim speed. Okay. Okay. Devoth. I have that ion stone that gives me freedom of movement in the water, Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be getting an air bubble from Tuck Tuck. Just a reminder that the freedom movement doesn't make you swim any faster. Right. But I can basically, like, I can just walk along, like, the ocean floor at my normal movement speed, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cheryl. Yeah? What sort of uh, water breathing slash water mobility benefits do you have? Uh, He's a barrel. There's none an option? <laughs> basically, he'll be getting water uh, air bubble, I think. That's about it. Yeah, I don't have any that, like, I'm ready to bestow upon myself. Okay. So you're saying um, Cheryl can drown? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright. I like it better when Joe's characters have that option, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, ju- we did just, like, catch up with everybody, so... Hood. I have my ghost mask, which lets me breathe water. It lets and... you breathe water? Let's him, yeah. Let's him breathe underwater. I thought it just let you see uh, underwater. I th- yeah, I think it's nope. just see underwater. Nope. Nope. Wrong. Look it up. Wow. Right I think am. it's, like, four hours. He can see through thick silt and other aquatic things. He gets a plus four on saving throws to resist wind, and he can breathe water for an hour per day. Boom. Okay. Um, and then Andrew's going to touch me in my wet spot. I'm sorry, what? He's, He's going to give me touch that of touch of the sea. Okay. Also, I'm going to give the hood that uh, underwater crossbow to use, or one of those underwater crossbows to use. Okay. Tuck, tuck. Well, I have two casts of air bubble but they're called for so i'm going to turn into some sort of aquatic fish monster okay now without any sort of feet or other ability investment while wild shaped you can't cast spells just i know up on I'm, that. I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go jaws first unless i have tentacles then i'll use those first okay 
Uh, you used your two prepared air bubbles on Devoth and Cheryl and not from the wand? Correct. Okay, so down you go. You see the bow half of the Brine Banshee. Stony outcrops rise up out of the sandy sea floor and small sea plants grow in scattered clusters. The Brine Banshee lies on its side on the ocean's floor. However, it is resting next to a rift in the ocean's floor. It's not too difficult to make the assumption that the stern half is at the bottom of the rift. But in the meantime, have the front half of the ship to search if you are so inclined. Uh, I would recommend that we start at the bow of the ship just to see if anything's at the see if the magical item is uh, coming from the um, the figurehead. All right. So I say we come down, you know, right at the right at the prow of the ship, and we can work our way in from there. All right. Many of the ship's railings are smashed, hinting at a violent sinking of the brine banshee a rusting anchor chain hangs from a battered capstan trailing down to the ship's anchor buried in the sand nearby the foremast is snapped off 25 feet above the deck that brings us to the starboard and port cabins unsecured furnishings and equipment lie strewn against what was once the port side wall and is now the floor of this cabin formerly the quarters of the first mate and navigator a scram, give me a perception check. And Cheryl. Ten. Eighteen. Don't seem to find anything. Wait, hmm. what about a thirty-six? Yeah, okay. Tuck Tuck and the hood beat the perception check. You see a a secret door in the floor, but if the ship was upright, it'd be the wall. That goes to the other side. Swollen timbers of the good wooden door can be pried open with a successful strength check. Did someone say strength check? Yeah. Oh, shit. 25. Natural 20. Nice. (laughs) Wow. Cheryl fucking ground pounds that door and just goes right through to the other side. I have a question. Are we sure this is really Cheryl right now and not Pierce again? (laughs) (laughs) He's doing mad work. There is no escape. Uh, Almost everything of value in this next room has been destroyed by seawater. But you can otherwise give me a perception check to perhaps find things not destroyed by seawater. 12. 19. Nice. 27. Cheryl, you find an expertly crafted sextant inlaid with silver. Oh. What is a sextant? A sextant is like a navigational tool. It's like what you would use to, it's used to like look at stars. Yeah. And like determine your like latitude and longitude. Gotcha. I'm not entirely sure, but I know it's used for navigation. So it's an expertly crafted sextant laid with silver worth a thousand gold in a box inside the top drawer of a locker. You also find an oil of slipstream in a battered case lying among other debris. Huh. Well, I share with my friends here the stuff I found. Oh, nice find. Yeah, I don't know what it does, but maybe it's useful. So you also find, hidden under the rotten fragments of a mattress is a large iron-banded sea chest. Ooh. The chest has two locks and is further warded by an arcane lock on opposite sides that must be opened simultaneously. Looks pretty protected. I say let's bring this outside. We'll, we can bring it up to the ship and deal with it after. We don't need to know exactly what's in it right this second. All right, so you guys swim up to the surface to like put it in your longboat or something? No, we'll just like leave it you know, in the sand outside. Just so it's separated and easy to access, so we can just grab it when we are done. Okay. All right, so Devoth, you're bringing that outside? Sure. Uh, give me a perception check. Perception. Perception. 
27. Oh, nice. You uh, swim past the uh, the foredeck of the ship to place it in the sand, and as you're as you're doing that, placing it down, uh, you see three sharks swimming right towards you. It is two bull sharks and one hammerhead shark. You're positive none of them are uh, tuk 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 <laughs> As you spot them, you're like about to get ready for combat. Your air bubble spell is dispelled. Oh shit! Uh... And we'll see you next week. No! Oh! You just saw Devoth get launched into the hiding hole, and then you saw Devoth get launched into the hiding hole. Didn't I just say that? <laughs> yes, oh. you did. I thought I just stroked I out did for it. a second there. <laughs> <laughs>